Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the JFRL podcast. My name's Shane Couch, and this is my co-host, Camden. What's up, guys? And today we have a very special guest, Logan Washburn. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, so I've grown up with Shane and Camden and grown up in high, uh, playing ball with them ever since we were little. We graduated together, and then we've all just got really close to God in these past few months, and... I decided I'd rather I'd like to join their podcast. We've been wanting Logan on for a while, uh, the, the four episodes we've done. So, but uh, Logan was a baller in a high school in basketball. He scored fifty two in a game. But uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about surrendering and like the fear of God, because many people don't know about the fear of God, and we're just going to try to put it in perspective for y'all, so y'all understand what it is, like what to do about it. Cam, do you have anything about the fear of God or the surrendering? Yeah. So the fear of God, the way it was. Well, let me restart. I didn't have a true fear of God just because I I really wasn't sure what a fear of God looked like. Like, I grew up Baptist, and I know a fear of God was never, never mentioned. In fact, I really didn't care. I was just asleep every Sunday. But when I truly came to know Jesus and my life was changed, it you were always told to fear God because, obviously, you know God is almighty he's all powerful but then there's a part of you that you know you kind of want to test the waters of like kind of what you can get away with in a way if that makes sense um so we me and shane were at a small group after church one day at milo's and that question was brought up or topic and i sat there and i like it felt like a train had just hit me because i was just like i have not had a holy fear of god what that looks like really is or what it is is you fear god so much that you stop committing a sin or you try your hardest to not commit a sin because you're scared of being away from god and when that really came into perspective from me for me it it blew me away because i felt really convicted because i know ah i did not have that fear well the fear of god to me just like Cameron was saying it's like the fear that we don't want to disappoint like we want to live up to what we know we're supposed to we want to live by the word we want to live like how the bible tells us to live i think the fear of god is really just having it in your mind and knowing that he he can do whatever he wants to do so he if he wants to give his wrath on you, if you haven't been listening to him, like I was reading, uh, I was reading the one year Bible that Highland sponsors and it's talking about uh, Moses and him leading the Israelites and they were leading or they were going into Jordan. Well, before that, the Israelites had been whining and complaining about not getting any water in the desert. And so God, or Moses prayed and God answered and he told him that he needed to walk up to this rock and talk over this rock and this rock would give water. Well, Moses took it upon himself to hit the rock with his staff and make the water splash out. And God used his wrath to then tell Moses that he would not enter the promised land that he had promised all the Israelites. And that really played a big part tonight when we were talking in our small group. We were talking about the fear of God. And I was just thinking, you know, if God can use his wrath on Moses, one of the greatest prophets of the Bible, one of the greatest leaders ever, then he can definitely use it on us, you know. So we should fear God. We should want to walk in the way he wants us to walk. We should live in the way he wants us to live and do whatever's in his will because he has power to do whatever he wants to us. Yeah, that, that's a great story to put it in, like to put it in perspective. And also, I think there's also like where you can be too afraid of God. 
Like you should fear him, yes. But you, should, you should also know that he loves you still. There should be a a middle like a middle ground between the two. That you're so you want to be a, so uh, afraid of him or scared of him that you don't want to go do the sins that he doesn't want you to do. That you don't want to go do the things that you want to do, but to do the things that he wants you to do that you know he wants you to do. But you should not be so scared that you don't want to go to him and repent to him and say like what you've been doing or s- surrender the things you've been doing or you don't want to not want to go ask God for forgiveness. You don't want to be so scared of him that you want to go hide from him. That's not this, the type of scared you want to be from. You want to be so afraid of, so scared of the wrath of him that you don't want to be away from him. You want to always be with him and always do what he wants you to do. Yeah. Going off of what Shane said, like, and Logan was talking about this earlier at our small group, how it's kind of like, like your earthly father, like you don't want to do anything that, is going to make him upset in the future. Like you, you're not going to do anything that you know he's not going to approve of. And I like what Shane was talking about. How like don't be scared to go back to God. Also within that though, when you go back to God, you go to God for forgiveness, but you go to your friends for peace and healing. And that's uh, how it was broken down to us at church. And that really stuck out to me because. Unless you confess the sins that you've committed that you know are wrong, that are weighing heavy on you, you really, like, you can go to God for forgiveness and He will forgive you. But unless you share it with somebody, then it's it's still going to stay with you. It's not, you're not going to break free from it. No matter how hard you try, you have to you have to confess. And so within the fear of God, I think also... This plays a very big role in it as like finding a accountability partner, like someone that, you know, is on the same path as you in your walk with Jesus, that loves Jesus as much as you and is going to call you out when you do something, you say something you shouldn't have, when you act a way you shouldn't have. And I think that's I think that's a big deal, because especially in today's world, we do not like admitting we are wrong and we we are awful people like really like we're all sinners but today's world is just really messed up so i think that's one of the biggest problems with why i know i haven't really had a a fear of god a, until recently is i just i didn't i just didn't want to admit i was wrong i didn't want to put i wanted to have what i wanted first and what God wanted first, but it doesn't work like that. There's because if I do something on my own, it's bound to fail because God's plan is the only plan that can prosper in my life. Well, going off of the fear of God and all that, we wanted to also talk about surrendering. And I think a big part of playing into the fear of God and to want to do right for God is that we need to surrender. We need to bring everything we got to God's feet, basically. And just ask for forgiveness, ask for his guidance, ask for his help. I think it's uh, really important that when, like when Shane was talking about, when we do do wrong, that you don't want to just run. You don't want to just run away from God. You want to you want to come to God and you want to ask for forgiveness. You want to ask for help because the only way that you can get out of any kind of struggle, the only way you can find any kind of peace is through God, is through prayer, is through just his word and through his uh, the Holy Spirit coming over you and just taking over you. I really think it's just really, really important that, like, we don't run away from God. Yeah, like Logan was saying, I think it's truly important that we surrender 
everything to God. Because like I was talking to small group today, there's certain areas of your life where you just don't want to give it to him, but you need to. Like there's certain doors in your life that he's knocking on. But and some of us don't want to give it to him because we're scared of we're scared of we want to take it on ourselves. We don't want to let God in on it, but we have we, he already knows about it. So I mean, why not let him in and let him uh change change the those things. And also a big part of surrender is surrendering your whole life. Like the times you don't have things to do, just read your Bible, talk to God. Like we've talked about many times on here, praying doesn't have to just be like some long, long words, like a very formal thing. It can be just you having a conversation with God. You just talking to him like you would your like would your best friend. And I want to talk about like well, Cameron talked about having an accounti- accountability partner. And if you are scared and you don't want and you don't want to say things to your close friends, then are they truly your friends? If you don't, if you if they're not, if you don't trust them enough to open up. And you and you don't think they'll go to other people and talk about it? Then I would say, are they truly your close friends? Like those those are not the type of people you should have as accountability partners. Yeah, um, like Shane said, just really, can you say those people are your true friends? And that's really good, just because I know a lot of us we claim we have a lot of friends, but at the end of the day, like if we got down to it, we really don't. Because, like we've been talking about, not everybody wants to surrender. Everybody wants to be their own version of God in their life. Because I know that's how it is for, at least how it was for me. I put myself above God for a while before I truly, like, I felt His presence and felt Him uh, come into my life. Um, So, another thing with surrender is, me and Shane were at church Wednesday, and one of our friends, uh, Sydney, was uh, bringing the word. And one of the things I got from it was, we need, she said, we need to put to death our selfish natures. And I think that's one of, that's perfect with what we're talking about. Because at the end of, at the, end of the day, that's really what stops us from surrendering. That's what stops us from following God's plan is we let our own desires, we let our own ideas, thoughts, whatever, just get in the way of whatever it is God is calling us to. And I know for me as well, like sometimes we just don't want, we care too much about what people think because I know for a lot of us, like in today's world, it's kind of become the narrative of like, hey, oh, that's great. You were at church on Sunday. That's great. You shouldn't talk about it anymore throughout the week. Like you keep it to yourself. And I know for me, that's really discouraging because when I go to church, I get like excited. I'm like full of the Holy Spirit. I'm like talking to everybody and I want to share it with the people back where I'm from in Cleveland. But then you meet somebody who may not be on that same level of, of like Jesus, like that you, you may find that person back home that kind of discourages you. And then that hinders your faith a little bit just because you were on fire, but then you let your thoughts and your, your emotions of, Hey, what does this person think about me get in the way of your surrenderance to God. And so I think that's a, a very big deal. And I know it's not easy, but also 
in the Bible, Jesus straight up says, like, hey, if the world hates you, remember it hated me first. And so I think when we are living like Jesus, when we are following in God's uh, path for our life, we're not going to be liked. Like, I don't think we're supposed to be liked, honestly. Well, I mean, you get what I'm saying. I mean, you're living a different life than most people. Well, we're in the South, so it's different because people still go to church and stuff, but you're living a different life than a lot of people live. And I just want to go to some questions. So that question that like, I have for you, Logan, is how do you, how do you like surrender? To, how do you surrender? Like, what do you surrender? How do you surrender? Someone. Well, I think it's a lot of, like what Camden said, I think it's a lot of uh, yourself. You really just surrender yourself because I know in the past, I thought I was really good at just giving in to God and letting him take over whatever. But I used to stress and worry about every game, every test, every everything because i was so focused on what i what was coming next for me like what i was going to make on the next test how how good i needed to keep my grade how good i was going to play in the next game like it was always the next thing the next thing the next thing i never lived in the moment and lived for christ i never i mean i believed i just you know i just wasn't in the right mindset back then and now that i look back on it it really is i wasted a lot of time not being who I really should have been, you know, because these past, how long have we been in college? Four months, six months, a, a semester and a half. Yeah, however semester long and a half. Is. Well, ever since we got into college, I've just really noticed how much God can help me in the real world, you know, and I never would have witnessed it without Him just taking over and knocking on my heart and coming into my life, and it couldn't have happened at a better time because all of y'all. I mean, it, we all got into this. It's kind of weird what happened. We all just kind of jumped in at the same time. Yeah, it wasn't even like we planned. All just, we all just like <laughs> it just a fire started and it spread on every single one of us. Really. Oh yeah, like it's kind of amazing too because now we can all like we yeah, can talk do stuff, about it. Yeah, yeah, we can do stuff like this. Yeah, and it's really fun. But yeah, like Shane was saying, just you just gotta uh, give up yourself and trust it. Whatever happens next is what God wants. I try to explain that in every situation that I ever come across in life that. You know what? If I make bad on this test, that's probably what God wanted. I gotta study better. It'll just make me better for the next thing. You know, whatever happens prepares me for something else that He wanted to happen. Yeah, that's a great point. That like you don't like you like always wondering what's happened next, what's gonna happen next, what's gonna happen in your future. But what is happening now in the moment? Like, what is God doing now? Also, I think it's another big thing that people are like, "What is God gonna do in my future?" Well, God's doing stuff now. He's doing stuff like in the moment. Yeah. Just it's it's hard. It's really easy to look over it. It's really easy to like underestimate what he can do in the moment. Uh, yeah, I like what Shane just said, and that really just played off of what Logan said a minute ago, like how he would always be stressing for games, for tests, for everything, and how Shane just said God is moving now, and that's that's the truth. Um, why would you stress? about worrying about what God's going to do in your future because then you're just going to miss what God's doing in your life right now. Because, I mean, Logan said it plain as day. He he would stress about all this while well, he missed so much. And now looking back on it, like he could have seen so much. And I think that's true for all of us because we are we have a natural desire to like stress. Like it's just who we are. We get so overwhelmed, and we try to take it uh, upon ourselves to f- 
fix the problem to do it our do it on our own, not tell anybody like but Jesus says, Come to me, give it to me. Watch me work that problem out for you. And that's really crazy to think about that he's willing to do that when you give it to him. But he can't he can't do that if you don't give it to him. Yeah. And so that's where really surrender comes in is like you're going to see God work when you give him everything because there's nothing separating his plan for your life, your desire for him. Okay, and I have a question for you that I think many people have this question. So we talk, we're talking about surrender, like wh- why we surrender, what surrender is, but how do we surrender? Like how do you put the surrender into action? Honestly, it, this is a very basic answer, which I will explain, but you just got to do it. Like you really got to, you got to come to a point and say, like you're done living for yourself. It really has to come to a point in your life where you know a change needs to happen. But here's here's the thing. If you don't want to change, you'll never change. So I think I've talked about this in one of the last episodes, but it's kind of like a, um, I like to view it as like you're going swimming kind of, and like you want to see how cold the pool is. And so you'll like dip your toes in the water, but let's... Let's uh let's say the pool is sin, and when you're not fully surrendered, when you're not having your eyes on God and you're not living out His plan for your life, you're going to want to naturally just see how far you can get away with. Well, then you end up in the deep end of that pool, and you can't you can't touch anymore. You're you're way you're way in over your head, like, and you know who's going to save you? Jesus, but it's it's amazing because even in our lowest points, even in our darkest moments, even when we don't surrender or when we aren't fully surrendered, God still loves us more than we can ever imagine, more than we can comprehend. And so like Shane was just asking that question, how do we surrender? It really starts with you and you realizing there needs to be a change in your life. And I think it really just starts when you want to go to God and you want to you want to stop living for yourself. Can okay, I talk about the, the deep end of the pool and like the deep, I guess the deep end of sin? Like you're like a lot of people when they, they like they think they're too far. Like they drown they're drowning in the deep end. They said, Oh, Jesus will never take me back. Well guess what? God's always running after you. He'll always be chasing you. You can't outrun him. All you got to do is look back that one time, repent that one time, and he will change your life. I promise. Yeah. Like me throughout high school, I knew of God. I've said this many times on this podcast. I knew of God, never really had a relationship with him, kind of just went through the motions. And I sometimes went to church on Sunday, sometimes didn't. I was just living my life, just doing the way I wanted it to. And over this summer and when college started, I, I truly surrendered everything to God and it's changed my life. And I just wish I could go back to high school. And just tell people who are doing the same thing I did, just just going through the motions, going through what they want to do. Just give it to God and just watch them work. And I've my own experience. I've stepped in the deep end. Like I took the plunge and I was in it for I was in it. Like I was in the deep end of sin. And God's always there. All it takes is one time to turn around, one time to be in his presence. And he'll he'll change your life. I like how Shane was talking about like the deep end of sin. And how, you know, 
like sometimes we do feel like God can never love me after, or I'm too far gone. But in the Bible, when Jesus is being crucified, he's being crucified by two thieves. Like, so what's crucifixion was like probably the worst death you could, you could have back then. It was, it was pretty bad. Also, Jesus died that death for us. So he washed your sin away when he took our guilt and sin on the cross. So Jesus is being crucified and on either side of him are these two criminals. And one criminal rebukes Jesus, like, says, like, oh, if you're the son of God, well, save us and save yourself. And the other criminal says, hey, this man has done nothing wrong. This man is blameless, sinless. We deserve this punishment. We deserve everything that we were up here for. But this guy has done nothing. And so this guy says, Jesus, when you go into your kingdom, will you rem like remember me when you go into your kingdom is uh, the phrase he said. And Jesus told him, like, today I tell you, you will be with me in paradise. And so, like, when Shane said, like, sometimes we feel like we're too far gone, I think of that story every time because, like, this guy was being put to death. He had done nothing right his entire life. He didn't have time to have a 10-year relationship with God. He didn't have time to do anything. But he literally, in his last moments, just said, Jesus, like, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I can't live for myself. And that guy is in heaven right now, worshiping Jesus. And that's that's insane to think about, that we can, that that guy was being put to death, but he, he still had a clear change. Yeah, that's what Camden was just describing. That's my favorite story of the Bible. I mean, there's really nothing that can beat it when, when you've been a sinner before, and every single one of us has, when you see that somebody who repented and turned to God, and he got saved. But uh, going off of what Shane was saying earlier about we lived, we lived the wrong way, and we wish we could go and tell people, I really think that the world would be a better place if everybody just lived that way, if we all lived to try and help somebody else, try to save somebody else. Like, my girlfriend's dad is a pastor, and he always says the world needs a savior. And I don't think that's ever been more true than how the world is right now, because people in this world, when you're on social media, they live for wealth, they live for uh, fame, they live for cars and the uh, most beautiful girls. They live to do these great and wonderful things, but uh, the greatest thing in life is your relationship with God, and the greatest wealth we can have is the wealth that we get up in the kingdom of heaven. And when you're face to face with God on judgment day, he's not going to care about how much money you made, what kind of cars you drove, how famous you were, how many subscribers you had, how many followers you had. He's not going to care about any of that. He's only going to care about, did you know me? Did you follow me? Did you honor me, praise me? That's all that matters in this world. Just like uh, Solomon in Ecclesiastes, he wrote, everything is vanity, everything means nothing. The only thing that means anything is our relationship with God. So Logan talking about like we we can have as much stuff as we want on earth. We can have all the all the money you want, every car, every car in existence, but when you get up to God, none of them things matter. Nothing matters. All that matters is he's gonna ask you, I I believe, you know, that's one of my, he's gonna ask you like, Did you truly give your life to me? And if the answer is yes, 
doing that. If the answer's no, then, you know, that sucks. But yeah, and it's going to be a rude awakening. I don't want to get into that but going off the fear of God, that should be something we fear yeah, right there. Yeah. If you're not afraid of him saying, what does he say? Uh, he says, he says, and I will tell them, depart from me, for I never knew you. Yeah. I mean, if that's not the most fearful words in That'd the be Bible. the worst words I will ever write. Yeah. If that's not the most, if you don't fear those words right there, then there is nothing in this world worth fearing. I mean, if that's not the scariest thing you could have, you could hear, then there's not anything scarier to see, anything scarier to hear. That right there are the, I don't know how many words it was, but those are the words that nobody should want to hear. Can you imagine like your dad, like your dad's like, they get on to you and you're scared then. Like, imagine God is like, yeah. depart from me. You're going to hell. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. uh, I mean, there's a dip, like, everybody knows there's a difference between heaven and hell. Eternity with our one true creator, our one true savior, a lot, or an eternity of worship and praise and in heaven or eternity in hell with the devil and torment forever. I mean, yeah, you pick. Like Logan was talking about, like those words, like that that strikes fear into me because those those words are very powerful. Because when you truly love God, when you when you have a holy fear of Him, those words they they tear you down. Like because you think about like what if I hear those words? Like what if I what if I tried to build my kingdom on earth, and instead I lost sight of Jesus? I lost sight of the one true one. And what's crazy about all of that is God sent his only son to die for us. And so there's, there's no need for any, anybody to hear those words. Like God does not, God cannot be around sin, but God gives us Jesus who took our sin and shame on the cross so that we may be right with God. And like Logan was saying, if you if you don't have the fear of those those few words, then hats off to you because I know I don't want to pay for my sins myself because eternity away from God sounds it's awful. Oh yeah. Because God has blessed I know all of us so much and He's moved in all of our lives it's quite awesome how it is like kind of at the same time, how we're all like, like Logan said earlier, like coming together for Jesus and we're all on fire for Jesus in our friend group. But that, that really does like scare me for other people too, because you, you don't want to, you don't want to look at Jesus and God on judgment day and just be like, uh, like I can do it. I can do it myself. You know, you don't want to have that attitude because it's like Logan was saying, hell is eternity away from God. But not only that, you're pretty much looking God in the face and saying, Hey, I don't need you. I don't need Jesus. I can pay for my sins myself. And like Logan said, it's eternal torment. And there is a, there's a story of a rich man and Lazarus. And basically, the rich man, uh, like Logan was talking about earlier, had everything. Had the nicest clothes, the nicest house, like the best food. And then there was a poor man, Lazarus. Skip ahead some. They both die, like, at the same time. Lazarus went to heaven. But the poor man, or, I mean, not the poor man. The rich man, 
he went to hell. Well, he he couldn't understand like why like and Abraham he talked to the rich man while he was in hell and he was like Lazarus may have been poor on earth but he had a love for Jesus. He had Jesus in him. His but now he's the one that's high up and he's the one that's blessed far beyond anything. And the rich man realizes like, hey, I've messed up. And something I took away from that was uh, it doesn't matter what's on the outside because God looks at what's on the inside. God yeah. looks at your heart. Yeah, and kind of going off what Camden was saying, I just love the, I love talking about heaven because like, of course, we don't know exactly what it's like, but we just know what we've heard and what we like read. And just, you could be the poorest person in, on earth, but guess what? You're a millionaire in heaven. You got a mansion waiting for, waiting on you up there. You got streets of gold. You got days full of just singing and praising and worship and being with your loved ones again. I mean, what is there not to love about? I mean, it's just like a world full of love and everything good up there. I mean, I just think that's so wonderful to talk about, to even imagine, just just to think about all the great things we can do in heaven. Yeah, like Logan said, heaven. Obviously, none of us know what heaven looked like, but based off of the things we've read, we've heard, like, in the Bible, like, it describes heaven as a place of no sorrow, no guilt, no shame, where Jesus will, like, wipe away our tears. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing that can describe the beauty of heaven other than heaven itself. Eternity with our loved ones, like Logan said, eternity with God worshiping and praising the one who came and set us free from our shame. The one who, the one who came and made a way for us. That way we don't have to pay for our sins ourselves. And because naturally we're all destined to go to hell because we're all sinners and for, and the wages of sin is death. And we all deserve to die that death that Jesus died on that cross for us. But because of Jesus's bloodshed, on that cross, it covers all of us. So when we are in Jesus, we we are able to go to heaven. We are able to have all these riches. We are able to be in eternity with God. And that's just crazy to think about why wouldn't you want that? Like, why would you ever risk the even the thought of hearing those words depart from me for I never knew you. Okay, so I got a question for you too. Uh, so when you get into heaven, what's the first, like, if you, you're just curious, what, what's the first thing you'd ask God about? Dude, that, I, I think about that all the time. I'm not going to lie. I know, like, I got so many questions, <laughs> so, dude. It's was, not even like bad I just want to know. No, so I, yeah, there's stuff I want to know. happened before me that I just don't know, you know? What, you know, like in the Bible, it just skips from like Jesus being a kid to like, him being like, I know. 30, like what happened like did he just live? Uh, yes like he like it says he's perfect and never sinned so he, like what was the story yeah, of I, just never some sinning? Of this, I just want to hear some of the stories because it says he went through temptation he went through everything that we went through so like what did he have to go through when he was like all those years like that the was, teenage that years is a great question. and everything i, I just did. we could just watch a story of his life <laughs> like a video watch a movie because I want to see how we like dealt with everything like we did. Because yeah. I know we fell into temptations, but he never did. Like he never yeah. fell into them. So It'd be like, cool to just watch a movie of like little teenage Jesus running around doing all these awesome things. Like I wonder if he did miracles before the miracles he did when he was older, like when he yeah, was a kid. You know, yeah. like you like 
it never talked about it, but what if he like healed people when he was a teenager and they were just like, I guess, yeah, that's awesome. But also another question that like kind of makes me sad is like, I also want to know like, who did I not, like, this is kind of a sad question, but who did I not talk to? Like, who yeah. did I not tell God about was, that needed it? Yeah. And like, he, he went to like, not like he went to hell now. Cause I never like, I was, you know, I was a person, but you know what I'm saying? Like who did, who, who like, do I feel like I should have reached? And who could I have helped? Yeah. Who could have I helped more? Yeah. Get on the right path. My bad, Shane. Um, going off of what Shane just said, I, I, I get convicted about that a lot because I know, um, there's a lot of times I probably could have talked to people about Jesus, but, you know, I was just scared of what everybody was going to think. And really, it just goes back to surrendering, like, the fear of God and not living it for our selfish ways. But also, like, life is too short. Like, we're not promised tomorrow. And think about it. As we go on throughout our day, we have the opportunity to witness to somebody, to share with them the good news of Jesus and everything he's done for us. And that, that not only saves them from eternity away from God, but it also changes their lives forever. And then they can tell somebody else. So I think like, don't ever discredit yourself because because you can be that, yeah. like you, yeah. you can be that person to help lead somebody, you know. Also, like that ties in, like you said, like our life's so short, and like why do we not do it? But like, I think we always think about like what somebody's gonna say when we when we do do it. Like, yeah, like what are they gonna think? I think there's so many different times that we could talk to somebody, but our like in our head we're like, which is the devil saying to us, like, why would you go do that? They're just gonna just shove you off and be like, oh, why do you, you know? Like I've always had those thoughts in church, like raising my hands and stuff. People are gonna look at me like. Why is he raising his hands? I mean, I don't understand, but like, it truly does not matter. As long as you're matter. worshiping, yeah. God just sees it as, as awesome. Uh, going off of what Shane just said, it literally came to me as he was saying that because I, I, it just did. I don't know why, but anyways, uh, what I thought of, what came to me when Shane was just describing all of that was, are you gonna, who are you gonna let judge you? God or, the people on this earth. Like, when you die, like, would you have rather been judged by the people on this earth and... And live yeah. to satisfy them yeah. or satisfy the Lord? Yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. It's, it's, it's really hard for me sometimes because I know I'm not... I haven't always been the best at it. But, like, it's so hard to... to I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, we want to please the people of this earth. Like we want to, we want to fit in with everybody. But then I know it still, it's convicting when we really sit down and look at it like, like Logan and Shane have been talking about. Hey, we could have helped somebody. We could have changed somebody's eternity. And I think it comes down to like how we've been talking about having a holy fear of God, being fully surrendered and not like, just thinking about like who who do you want to judge you? That's the that's really what it comes down to. As uh as we leave off today, I just want to thank everybody that's listening, and I just want to challenge people, the people that are listening, and us, like us three too, that are sitting here doing this podcast. Is like if God's knocking on knocking on the door of your heart, open it up and let him in. Just watch him move. And I also just want to thank Logan for being on the podcast and sharing his his word. 
Yes, it was very, very, very fun. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>